and this time making sure my microphone is actually turned on welcome back to the next episode of after the split everybody if you don't already know this is a deep dive interview show going into the lives of speedrunners and hey recently we've separated onto our own channel on youtube so with that i would love if anybody that's available could go give that a subscription once it gets to a hundred which unfortunately i already did this to push on main channel but here we go again once we get to 100 i will do a self-done episode which could only be a little weird but maybe you want to know something about me hmm. would you but, be like interviewing yourself or like uh i had have like pre-done questions okay okay all right but yeah like a q a after like the a split is on spotify apple Podcasts, anywhere you find your audio forms so check it out if you like that this episode is live and featured on the front page of speedrun.com so thank you guys for that if you come in late and you want to check out the rest of this episode later we'll be on all those platforms in a week now with me this week i have the lovely moderator of the spyro hd and original dylan j fox how are you doing What's up gamer i'm chilling having a good day it's a beautiful day outside uh, woke up like an hour ago, so I'm hey, that. <laughs> same. Now this is a, it's kind of a long time coming. I've definitely I've talked to you a long time ago. Like, oh yeah, definitely. And mm. I said I wanted to. Oh, let's let's get away from Spyro Runners for just a little bit. But you know, it'd been too long. I was like, screw it. I'm getting the boys on. Got Hammer in last week. I'm excited to have you in yep. this week. Check out the Hammer episode if you haven't already. I watched 20 minutes of it so far. Very good. Very very good. Yeah, it was definitely um, is a longer one for sure. Yeah. Especially for a pre-recorded, but we just kind of got going. I'm like, I'm I'm into it. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what it's like when you're with the boys, you know, you just keep talking. Have to have those chats. Now, if you kind of had to describe yourself real quick, what is it that you're doing in content scene right now? In content scene like speedrunning wise? Uh, just in general. I mean, obviously okay. we'll we'll get into it deeper, but you're okay. you're definitely known for more than just going live on Twitch. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, a lot of what, what I do outside of here is uh, I upload videos to my YouTube channel uh, called Dylan J. Fox, same name. Uh, I make like anime related content right now. I'm doing kind of um, short videos like uh, I think they're called like they're TikTok style, right? Mm -hmm. um, where they're like 60 seconds or something. And it's like a fact video about my hero. Um, and I've been doing YouTube on and off for the last like however long, like two, three years or something. Um I go live on Twitch and I speedrun Spyro. That that should be pretty obvious based off the introduction Gaffy gave. Um, and outside of like the internet, I really uh, I really like to immerse myself in the world of pro wrestling. Um, it's something I am immeasurably uh, proud of. Um, is just the world of it and my so far like kind of career I'm kind of working towards in it. Um, that that's mostly what I'm doing content wise outside of, outside of speedrunning though. Which, yeah, just in a nutshell, and we'll, we'll dive deeper into those sort of things. Now, of mm -hmm. course, I always like to start off because it just is interesting to me. So how did you wind up with the name Dylan J. Fox? All right, so this is a crazy one, right? My first name is Dylan. Crazy? That's, that's pretty shocking. Okay. That's pretty shocking. My middle name, you're not going to be able to guess what it is. I, I can guarantee it. Go ahead, try. Um, uh, Matthew. <sighs> Close, close, close. Uh, Jay. Oh, and my oh, last oh. name legally is not Fox. Fox? Uh, but I think it, it flows together. It flows together really well. But my last name legally is not Fox. Um, obviously, I wouldn't make my real last name my last name for mm -hmm. 
pretty obvious reasons. Yeah, who but, does that? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, it's it's just not the vibe. Um, I, I think it came well together. Uh, I want to say I just like, I I don't really like foxes in particular, but I just think the name Fox rolls off really well. It does. Like, I'll give you that like, for sure. It's like a, it's like a one snap type thing, and I really like that. Um, that's probably how I came to it. Yeah. And do you like it still, or do you kind of wish you changed it? The best username I've had. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say that one. Old Xbox Live gamer tags, bro. Uh, we had we had the game changer. Oh boy, that was the, the um, gamer tag, the game changer. Yeah, that was actually the original name on That's the channel. That's actually kind of sick. Game changer uh, twenty four, bro. I don't. I had. I didn't actually have to add numbers. The game changer was available, but I liked numbers. At the no end. way, you added numbers by <laughs> yeah, choice. Oh, I was like eleven at the time, bro. The game like changer ninety nine. Dude, the game changer by itself is like banger name. Yeah, if, like you're a gaming YouTuber, but like when I was a little kid, I'm like, but 24 is just sounds cooler. <laughs> Wait, it's why 24? <laughs> just you're like, that's a good number, know. good solid number. <laughs> Genuinely, I was like, this is a good number. <laughs> like, in hindsight, it probably would have been the game changer 69. <laughs> of course, you know? yeah, you would have hit yeah. that at 14. 12 year old, you messed up. <laughs> exactly. Um. <laughs> Just as a quick kind of introduction to the format for today, and I'm hoping that you're okay with this as well, I figure we'll do our show for about an hour and a half and then open up the floor to Twitch chat for questions. Okay. Sweet. Now, kind of get us into how you got into the scene, I guess. Like, uh, how old are you now? 24. I had to think about it. <laughs> And uh, so have you already gone to college or did you even go? What's kind of your, Yeah. where are you at um, in life? You at your own place? So I, I uh, currently live with my parents. I'm working on uh, actually getting a place with a, a friend, hopefully by this fall. Um, just because I, I feel weirdly anxious about the idea of like living on my own, just full out. Mm -hmm. I think I would always need a roommate just because... I'm not like I don't need companionship, but like it really helps me get through the day if I can see somebody and talk to them physically. Oh, for like, sure. It's really easy to kind of like, box yourself in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with like how boxed in we were for a while with the, the pandemic and stuff like that. Like I've really grown to appreciate just having like people physically in my vicinity to talk to. So you're moving um, in with me, right? Yeah, I'm, move I'm moving to Cincinnati with Gaffy Taffy. <laughs> uh, Oh, I can't say that, can I? No, you can. I'm I'm pretty public. Like, about I could have sworn you said. I think that it's in my it. bio, yeah. even. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, Dare someone to come find me. I'm on my way. I'll have uh, Dylan to <laughs> wrestle you. True, true, true. Um, but now, uh, as far as it goes with like me getting into speedrunning, uh, for a long time I was a really casual speedrunner or speedrunner, um, streamer on Twitch, right? I would do games like. Um, Jackbox Party Pack, Slime Rancher, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, even Reignite Trilogy when it first came out, right? Um, oh, did you? You're like uh, just playing the game casually on console? Yeah, I, I probably played through the games 100% at least four or five times on stream before I started speedrunning. Mm -hmm. Like all, all three in the trilogy. Just I loved the games that much. Um, but no, when I was, uh, when I was like a, a more casual streamer, right? Um, I met up with somebody named Kieran SR, who you actually... I've heard at of the this time guy. Was, the yeah, you might have heard of him. Um, at the time he was Ergka Jr. or Ergka Jin, whatever, whatever their name mm -hmm. actually was. Um, and, uh, I noted that they, uh, they streamed too. So I'm like, oh, what do you stream? They were doing like, 
uh, Mario Bros. Wii or whatever it is at the time, Super Mario Bros. Wii. And over time, we kind of grew to being really good friends. And I was like, you know, that speedrunning thing looks really fun. I kind of want to try it sometime, but I just don't know where to start. Um, so really where I started was like with them in a call trying to guide me through how to speedrun Reignited, despite having never played the game themselves. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was... Uh, it was it was pretty funny and um slowly but surely i mean the first day i speed ran i will say it was like the biggest make it or break it moment for me with the the hobby because i hated it i absolutely hated it because there was one trick i just couldn't do and it was high cap <laughs> um uh and it was it was really it was really really fun uh getting past that point though because i was my first speed run was an hour and 30 minutes or something in that game and an hour of that was high cap Dang. No, no. I, I hit first try level storage, um, and I was I was pogging, but that that height cap was painful. It is a weird um, one, it definitely. I mean, I've learned it myself. It's it's a bit of a doozy. Once you I get it, you kind of get it, but yeah, yeah. Um, but now that that's basically where I started, and then from there, I mean, you know, got more involved with the community, got more involved with the games. Um, really played Reignited for probably my whole first year. Just because it was like the it was my bread and butter, it was my first speed game. I didn't want to leave it quite yet, and uh, yeah, that's that's basically how I got started. You definitely you have a unique perspective because I feel like a lot of people kind of get into running just by like, oh, that's why they started streaming too. So mm-hmm. whatever made you want to be like, I'm gonna go do things on Twitch because it it can be intimidating unless you're already like involved with a scene of some sort. I feel like most people aren't like, oh, I want to be the person that goes live. Um, when it comes to just purely streaming, when I first started, it's it's kind of hard to recollect completely. How old were you? I, like, how long ago was this? 2014 or 2015, so... Okay, a hot minute. You've seen the changes for sure. I was... How old was I? God, that's so hard to even think about. I'm so bad at math. I was 16 or something. I was 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. Um, and the real reason why, like, I, I started with it, just in general, was down to the fact that, like, I kind of wanted something to do that was like youtube but different yeah i uh i did gaming videos for like a little while when i was younger oh um, please tell me they, they, do they still exist um i i hate to say it and i hate that i did this but i did delete them and, oh. I and it makes me so sad it makes me so sad because there were so many that like i uh i actually really loved it was just like man i don't want to watch these i was cringe and like a child <laughs> now it's like i wish i could look back at them just for the sake of like seeing that younger self and stuff I um, 1 million percent would also have at least unlisted, but probably yeah. deleted. But man, I love to see people's like growth and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Even just last night, someone pulled up a video from like 2012. I'm like, yes, this is so cringe. It's so wonderful in every way. I do have like some videos that like are kind of from that era mm-hmm. but that were like posted on like other channels or on my Google Drive, which I can show you at some point. But yes, insider um, scoop. The, the, the no- most notable difference is like, you can see how lanky I used to be and how skinny I used to be compared to now. Oh, you and little like, skinny little guy? I was so skinny, bro. It was crazy. Like, nowadays, it's like, you can kind of see in my face, like, I'm not fat, but, like, I'm more, like, full, if that makes sense. Or, like, more filled out. I like, think it's, a, it's kind of surprised me because you almost had a total shift just since I've known you where most of the time it's like, oh, he he's a cool guy and he does his own things, but you've almost more publicly presented who you are and so i'm like mm-hmm. oh he actually i mean you're in crazy good shape i didn't know you had the the 
long hair or anything like that and just all of a sudden like oh yeah you see that he's actually strong as hell the wrestling thing is something you're super serious about and so i guess the the question is i'm more just saying good for you but also what made you decide to change like i'm gonna go for more like the i do runs i've got you had your uh like the vtube i avatar and Mm. stuff to more like i want to present myself because that's a big step i think um i think a lot of it at least in like the the when I came back to Twitch, and that's actually what I will reference here when it came comes to it, I stopped streaming uh, for a while. Um, this is gonna get like a little bit personal, just because uh, it's it's a weirdly personal story. But I was streaming really consistently in like when I was a casual streamer, and I would go for like at least six hours a day every day of the week, um, up until um, my grandmother came down really sick and unfortunately passed away. And I kind of, like, lost a lot of motivation because it made me feel like I wasn't spending as much time with, like, the people in my life, right? And I had to, like, find a balance with that, right? Um, To make myself, like, feel better as a streamer. And then fast forward a few years to when I started speedrunning because that was probably in 2017 or 2018. 2017, I think it was, yeah. Um, I I reached this point where I'm like, man, I I used to stream and, like, love doing this all the Mm -hmm. time because, like, there was a point where like, I actually genuinely like loved clicking the live button and interacting with people. Um, I, I was doing pretty good like numerically too, not to like toot my own horn here, but I was I was on a pretty steady path to partner. Um, but in general, like after that happened, I kind of came back after a few weeks and like I just wasn't feeling it. Uh, viewers dropped off and stuff like that. It felt like I wasn't like anywhere near the level of motivation. But then when I started speedrunning. Um, I didn't really want to show my face as much because after my grandmother did pass away, I, that's actually when I did put on a lot of weight. Um, like if you go back and like look at my older clips, like you can see how much skinnier I used to be. Um, but like after that, I kind of, I kind of started eating kind of stress wise and other stuff. Um, and I, I reached this point where I just didn't want to like put my face on Twitch or like put my face on videos even. Yeah. Um, because I just felt like not like a shame, but I just didn't like, I didn't like the way I looked. Um, and the whole, like, VTuber thing that I added was kind of a way for me to, like, kind of slowly transition myself into that mm-hmm. um, without, like, going all in. And then, you know, more recently, I've been doing face cam on stream and stuff like that and just trying to, like, feel better about how I look and, like, uh, be willing to present myself physically um, and kind of learn to love that a bit more. Um, yeah, that that's probably about it with that. I mean, Hopefully that's, that that's awesome. Yeah, for sure, definitely. And... I think we all kind of, I mean, maybe I'll just say me, I personally, I've already, and I've been doing it a lot less or a lot shorter of a time, but I've experienced that same, like, mm. I just don't feel that drive anymore. And it's definitely because you have to, you have to have a plan for some, I mean, sometimes you can just, all right, I'm going to do runs. I'm going to press live, whatever on off. But even at that, you're looking at three hours of your time. So I felt that I wasn't valuing my, my personal relationships, like, mm-hmm. and so when there's not a real end goal or payoff or just immediate gratification, it's like, yeah. okay, why am I doing this anyway? Because it, it changes. The, I think the longer yeah. you do it, you're like, okay, you start off like, this is just kind of fun. It's a good hobby. And then you, <sighs> we're, we're terrible. Our minds are terrible. We always want more. Yeah. Which is it great, is, but like, it's terrible. It <laughs> yeah. I, I think it like, it's a mentality thing too, because mm-hmm. you have like, you always want to be better than you are right now. Or, like, you always want to improve on what you have right now. Um, 
And that's obviously, like, good for a number of reasons, but, like, having that mentality in particular means that you're never satisfied, um, which is, like, kind of why I felt like I, I stopped in the first place with, like, the casual stuff, because I saw that drop off after all the work I put in, and it was, like, it was, like, a, it was like an additional gut punch in, in addition to, like, yeah. the other stuff going on. And it was, like, man, why am I even doing this if it's, like, I take, like, two weeks off to, like, you know feel myself and like kind of figure stuff out in my head and like get myself in a better mental place and then you know i'm looking at 50 percent of what i had um it, it was it was definitely a lot of that type feeling where it's like man i i just want it to be better than it is right now and i could have just appreciated like what i still had because i was still like averaging like 30 35 viewers or something like mm -hmm. that which isn't bad at, by any means like that's a good yeah for sure um um it just it just grew into this point of like pure dissatisfaction for me. And then obviously I just completely left the hobby for a while. And then as speedrun came along, kind of came back into it. Mostly well, be honestly, because I didn't want to just record uh, and upload them privately to Yeah, uh, they, there's something about that doesn't so feel right. Mm -hmm. Also yeah. a lot of work. It's a lot more work. <laughs> I definitely, I didn't have the hard drive space when I first started. I'm like, uh, yeah. uh, okay, this is several gigabytes of video every time. No thanks. Mm. But it seems like you, uh, you definitely have outlets to kind of express the things that you're interested in, especially I think of like the wrestling and you have the, the game stuff collection in your background and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome for sure. Now, how is, cause you live with your family, right? Are they cool? They're like, oh yeah, we actually, we enjoy this or they're just like, he does a thing. I don't know anything about it. Like speedrunning? You mean? Uh, yeah, just in general. I mean, obviously the YouTube is it's not small by any means. Yeah, yeah. Um so like my my family doesn't really know a lot about what I do mm -hmm. outside of like they know I go on I'm on Twitch. They don't know like I speedrun really. I tell my mom I play Spyro still cuz um when I was a little kid, one of my like most vivid memories is like we would play Spyro together, like me and my mom. Uh -huh. And she'd always take the controller on like parts where I couldn't do it, um, and I was I was like this small like little baby. I couldn't even do like the uh, like little spirits challenge in Cloudy Spires, um, and like she she knows that. Uh, my dad's like a lot less like in the know. He's like, oh, so it's like TV, and I'm like, not really. Yeah, like, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, it's, no. It's like I play video games and I just kind of talk. Oh, so it's like a so it's like a radio show. I'm like, no, dad, <laughs> no, dad. <laughs> I haven't even um, bothered trying to explain. I'm like, this is just my thing. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and my it's parents aren't like even have boomers like either. They're just though. like, yeah, it's not their thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then YouTube, like, uh, my mom knew I didn't want to edit gaming stuff, and I don't think I've really talked to her about it recently. I know at one point she was talking to me about like, oh, how much money are you making and stuff like that, and like. It, it's not a lot that I'm making, obviously, because my videos aren't, like, booming and I'm not getting brand deals mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, especially not right now, because I'm kind of in flux on, like, uploading real videos or not. Um, and when I say real videos, I mean, like, 10, 20-minute videos. Um, but uh, she asked me about that. I'm like, it's not a lot. It's just not. Um, oh, so, like, why are you doing it? I'm like, eh, just because I like talking about anime. What's anime? Oh, um, and then you're going down the whole <laughs> rabbit hole, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's like, you remember that Pokemon show I used to watch? It's that. Yeah, that one. The Yu-Gi-Oh! and stuff. Like, stuff like that. And just like, oh, okay. Um, they're, like, supportive of it. Like, they always want me to, like, 
apply myself to what I'm doing and like make sure I'm giving it what I can, like as much as I can. Um, but the the thing that they definitely are most supportive of, I would say, is like the wrestling because that was something like we all connected on. Um, my family was really big on wrestling when I was a little kid, so um, that that's probably where our big point of like uh, connection with my content is. And are you trying to, I guess, dive into more of the like a world of content creation and wrestling? Have the intermix? You know, I've I've actually recently been thinking about this a lot more. I don't know how to approach it is the biggest problem. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a weird medium to try and cross for sure. I think, mm-hmm. especially with like what I'm doing currently, like it's just so alien to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've heard the term uh, redneck anime applied to wrestling <laughs> several times. Which you know, I, 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 I like of, that. I could see it. I kind of get it, uh-huh. but I don't think it would work quite the same on like my current channel, um, on YouTube in particular, and then. There are different things, like, I could look to do. Like, I could look at, like, um, the idea of, like, short-form content with it, I think, would be a good idea. Excuse me. Um, where, like, I could look at making it uh, TikTok about, like, different sequences and, like, mm-hmm. how the psychology of a match works here. And, like, what you could, what you missed in a match is, like, something, like, I thought of as an idea. Like, what are, like, these little, like, moments that you don't think about while you're watching wrestling that are really, like like subliminal but you like get it still um because there's a lot of that in wrestling like even something as simple as like a guy holding his neck after like getting dropped on his head like you know that's that's the art of selling and stuff like that and like kind of putting a light on that and like short form content i think could be a good idea um yeah that's that's the only way i could really think to intermix them i could do like a podcast too but you know, I, I, everyone has a podcast nowadays. I know, God. I, they, I, <laughs> they give these platforms to anybody. Oh, God. Uh, no, really, I just, I just, I, I don't even think I could be a podcast host. I think I, um, I'm a little bit too scatterbrained to, like, focus in on a topic, really, uh, for any longer than a minute, so. Well, see, this is why I think it's so great. This is why I like the interview style is, uh, I don't know what to do, so I just make it about other people, and I'm like, great, this is, this is content. Yeah, yeah. No, it works. Now, I've never been a, like a huge professional wrestling fan myself. I just I didn't grow up with it and I think that has a large part yeah. to do with it. But the the redneck anime thing stands out to me cuz like if it seems to me like what keeps people coming back is the storylines and that's something I can yeah. appreciate in anything. Like granted be it sports or esports is like you want to see this storyline progress or whatever. Yeah. So reach its conclusion whatever. I can see that and that, that's huge. Um, the, the whole, I, I forget who I heard say it first, the Red Hawk anime thing, but like, it really is just about like looking at it from like the aspect of characters. And then, you know, the wrestling is essentially your top 10 most epic anime battles or whatever, mm-hmm. or, and then you, you genuinely do have like betrayals in wrestling. Like it's, it's a form of storytelling. Like it really is at its core fundamental. And that's what anime is as well. Um, in its purest form, like even something as simple as Dragon Ball, like, you have deep-rooted stories with characters like Vegeta, um, where he goes through his, like, character arcs and stuff like that. Or uh, in wrestling, you have uh, uh, Shawn Michaels, for example, where his his character arc uh, from the beginning was like, I'm a really pretty boy, and I'm here with this <laughs> other really pretty boy, but I'm the prettier pretty boy, and I'm going to kick him through glass um, to prove that I'm the prettier boy. And then he went on to become one of the biggest wrestlers in the world um, through kind of making a really good change in his character and like growing you know so So not to like basic it down but Mm -hmm. 
it does seem like I mean, because you work full time, right? Yeah, yeah. So what's a day in the life of Dylan J. Fox like? Because I'm imagining you go to work full time. You obviously you have to stay uh, working out and stuff like that to maintain the wrestling. But then is there like locals or something like that? Because I'm weirdly enough trying to relate this to like, oh, hey, I know like on Wednesdays I have a schedule to do this. Is it like a group of people that are like, let's practice together or something? Um, I'm sorry if you can hear that in the background. Um. It seems like somebody has like a lawnmower out next. Uh, oh, I didn't street. hear anything. You're all good. Okay, good, good, good. If you could uh, yell at them sure real quick, though, that would be fun. I, I could, I could, mm-hmm. I could. Um, so day in the life of Dylan J. Fox, right? Um, if it's a work day, I mean, I obviously I go to work. Uh, thankfully, my job is um, it's kind of chill. I work at like a mattress store, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I make commission on it, so I can I can actually make quite a bit of money uh, if I do well selling wise. But if it's even like a slower day, I can kind of do whatever i want I, I hate to say it like that to make it sound like oh i can can do anything um but i can literally sit there and i can do push-ups sit-ups crunches um i have uh, a couple of dumbbells at work that i keep there and uh, some resistance bands to do some like core training with too um if i know i'm not going to the gym that night um but most nights uh if i'm there till nine which sometimes i am sometimes i'm there till six um i'll just go straight at nine uh pick up my buddy we'll go to the gym we'll be there for like two or three hours uh doing cardio and i i tend to do more all body i don't really do focused workouts because right now i'm just trying to get like a general like shape to myself um that's mainly what i do and then in the mornings obviously uh the morning after i regret it every single time (laughs) Because I, I tend to try to go a little bit too hard. My ankles have been killing me uh, specifically because I, uh, I've, or not ankles, my shins. I have shin splints and I've been trying Ooh. to work, work more cardio because I want to get that conditioning where, mm-hmm. where I need it to be. Um, and then when it comes to like days where I wrestle, so I, I, I res- wrestle either on Wednesdays or Sundays uh, currently with training. And my debut uh, as an actual in-ring performer is going to be in August. Uh, they haven't given me the date yet. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's right around the... It's crazy how right around the corner it is. Um, It's scary, but it's really exciting, too, because I've been working hard on uh, the character and, like, the presentation I want with it. Um, But, you know, I, I wrestle on those days, uh, and then the, the next day, I go to the gym, <laughs> regardless mm-hmm. of which day it is. And that is yet another time where my body is telling me, don't do that. It hurts. Everything hurts. Your back hurts. <laughs> Um, but you do it cause you love it. Um, wrestling isn't ballet is like the number one thing I will say with that. Um, people think it's fake and in a way, the best word that you can use to describe it is choreographed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause it, it is something in the, in that vein, but it's not quite what I would call fake. Um, you know, it, it's like if you go to watch a stage play, you know, it's, it's all pre-planned, but it's still something that you have to immerse yourself in. something you have to dedicate yourself to. And in a way, it's different because you still have to work off of different bodies, work off of different people, and work off of different ideas every single time. Um, so, like, after, like, a night of training, you know, uh, it depends how long I'm there. Usually it's, like, two, three hours. Sometimes it's, like, four or five. Um, you know, my body will 100% be feeling it the day after. In the moment, I feel great. I feel phenomenal in the moment because it's it's... It's one of those sensations where the only thing I can describe it as is feeling alive. Yeah. Um, Because you see it for so long 
and then you're doing it. And then when you're doing it initially, it's like, oh, God, this is so hard. But I've kind of reached a point with it where I'm like, I'm okay at it. I'm not good. I wouldn't say good. Um, but I, uh, I feel really happy doing it, and I feel really content in that moment. Um, so much so that when I wake up that next day for work and then I have to go to the gym, I remind myself, hey, you're doing this because one day you're going to be the biggest star in pro wrestling mm-hmm. and because you want to make an impact on that. So that's how you got it. Yeah. There's, there's only my entire adult life. There's probably only been like seven months where I was actively like trying to improve myself and every day you just feel so good, but it, mm-hmm. it turns out it's really easy to be lazy and just go for the gamer dad bod. So I'm working on yes. that right now, you know, it's <laughs> getting there. I respect it. Listen, you're, you're pulling it off. You're making it look good. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, every day I'm like, man, I should really, I should, I should try and get back into it. But if you don't go consistently, then it's not worth yeah. it. And it's so easy to not develop a, a habit than it is to to develop one. Yeah. Now, how I mean, would you say the size is for your local yeah. scene? Because it seems like that's something that I don't hear too many people get into, but enough people are interested in it. Uh, do you mean in terms of like performers or in terms yeah, of like performers crowd? for sure? Performers. Um. But so also, for, yeah, just spectatorship. Is it a, a thing, a to-do? Yeah, I, it's it's an attraction. It's an experience. Um, I'll talk about the spectators first, just because those are a bit easier to kind of think on. Um, usually the shows we've been doing, we get around 200-ish people kind of packed oh, into, yeah. like, a little, little, uh, little, uh, like, dance hall bar type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's like an all-in-one thing that we've been going to for the one, the promotion I'm working with in particular. Um, but depending on where you go and like what you're what you're doing, um, a couple of the promotions around the East Coast, like uh, ECPW, aka East Coast Pro Wrestling, um, they can draw some pretty good crowds. Um, you know, maybe in the range of like 400 people or something, which is nothing to like you know sneeze at. There's that's a lot of people. Even yeah, 200 yeah. is a lot of people. Um, when you're packed into a room like really tiny, I'm not talking like it's not like a, a small room, but it's not like a huge room. You know, you ever see like a, a dance studio, mm-hmm. like a like a it's like a, it's essentially the size of like a dance studio. We have 200 people packed into and then you have a 16 by 16 ring and then you have uh, two guys at least in the ring um, and a ref, you know, so you're packing in like a lot of people to entertain them um, and try to put on a good show for them and give them a reason to, to spend that 20 bucks next time um, as well as make them feel like they, they spent a good 20 bucks this time. Um, Do you think and sorry to interrupt, but. I find it such a polarizing difference where like if, for example, I got a big raid or something like that, streaming Mm -hmm. to 250 people is like, oh, that's not a big deal. But having 250 sets of eyes, like a focal point to me, I'm like, that sounds terrifying to you. Do you thrive in that environment or is it still a little anxiety inducing? Um, I'm going to be honest. It's all anxiety for me. (laughs) Um, My my trainer uh, we we um so like when we when we go through training they teach you everything about pro wrestling they teach you how to commentate they teach you how to ref they teach you how to hold the camera um you know they 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 show you the full ins and out they don't just tell you here's how you do the moves um you're a wrestler now they don't do that um so the first show I worked in front of a crowd I was a ref and that was the one where we had about 250 I want to say was the crowd number or like the number of tickets that were sold um. And I'm on the first match, which is for the Cruiserweight title. And it was a triple threat. And it was very weird because I didn't know anything about the match structure because (laughs) one of the guys that was there literally showed up 
the like 20 minutes before the show started and he said i'm medically cleared i can go he was originally going to be in the match but then mm-hmm. they pulled him because of like medical reasons he like did something to his shoulder Ooh. um yeah um and i'm just like okay well <laughs> i i guess this is this is my life um cuz before that there was a plan and i knew about it and that at that point i didn't know the plan so i'm going out there um, the ref always goes out before the performers, just so he's, you know, there to check them, check their, like, lights, what that, make sure they don't have any foreign objects or weapons on them. Um, uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's terrifying to go out there. Um, especially when it's, like, all eyes are on you in that one moment yeah, when you're coming yeah. out. Um, <laughs> and it, it's not about me, and I can't make it about me, but I also stood out a lot as the guy in the ring at doing the refing because of my hair in particular it's it's very long very blonde very majestic um, yeah yeah and i felt like i stood out a little bit too much because um, as, as a ref you're really just supposed to be the background guy um but as i'm going out there it's like all eyes are on me and i'm like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> what do i do here uh excuse my french um i go out there and i'm like okay this is this is it uh, I just need to call the call the pin, and it, it's terrifying, bro. Um, I'm looking forward to it a lot more in August because then I know I'm gonna be playing something that can excel in that. Yeah. Um, like my my character is very centralized around just being the center of attention, very heelish, very like drama queenish. Um, and it, the the intention with it is really to make people see me. Um. And just just be excited to see me get my face kicked in. Hopefully, <laughs> that's 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 the intention, really. Um, it almost so, seems like, that, very competitive in that nature. That everyone, I mean, to make it, you kind of have to be very focused on and stand out above your peers in some way. Yeah. Is that? I guess is it a healthy competition almost, or is it? Because I feel like people would definitely step on one another to get ahead in something like that. Because to make it big, you kind of have to. So th- there is uh, an air to that in in wrestling. For example, with um, like even just your moves, right? So if if like let's say somebody in my promotion does a hold that I want to do as like their finish, I can't do that usually. Unless, like, I ask them, I'm like, hey, can I use this? Um, it's a very political business yeah. in that sense, where, like, you have to talk to the right people to be able to do what you want to do. And, um, for example, I my original plan for a finisher, which I might have to rethink now, is just running and hitting them in the side of the head with my knee. And I was going to call it the silver bullet, and it was going to be really cool. Um, I, thought, I thought of, like, seven, seven different setups for it. But one of the guys does that as like a, a signature or something, and he's like, "I don't know if I'll, I'm good with you doing that, you know." Yeah, it's, it's kind of something I do. And I'm like, and I'm like, "All right, bro. I've been thinking about doing this move since I was like 13, but whatever. You do you." <laughs> and you caved in? No, it's I I uh, I have to talk to my promoter about it and see what he says. Um, but I do have like other moves I want to do. I could do as a finish. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, like there, there is like uh, an air of that competitiveness to it because everybody, when you go out, um, and this is something I've been told by every performer, um, you're going out there to put on the best match on the show, regardless of if if you can or not. You're going out to do that, and that's 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 always been the mentality I've had. 
uh, with anything is like if I'm in a if I'm in a marathon, right? When yeah, I've done marathons for speed running just related back to that. Um, I'm always going out there not to put on necessarily the best speed run, but to put on the best experience for people. Yeah, for sure. I think that's um, a, a huge thing, too. Yeah, because I think anyone can can sit and talk to the nature of a speed run or be like, hey, so Spyro's running and then he's charging and now he's gliding. Um, but I think it, it does take a certain level to um, address a game and like look at it from an angle of like this is entertaining how do i make this sound entertaining while i'm yeah. presenting it um and how can i get people interested in doing it themselves because that that's my ultimate goal with uh speedrunning in particular is just to get people invested in um doing a speedrun and doing like the games i'm doing and doing something in the spyro series and then again that's the same way with wrestling if i can inspire somebody to be like man, I want to see this guy next show. Mm-hmm. That's that that is the biggest win. Like um if I can sell him a t-shirt after the show, if I can sell them an 8 by 10, um if I can, you know, have a conversation with them where they're like, "Man, I really love what you did." That is that is the goal for me. Uh especially with my first show, I I want to have a conversation with at least one person that said, "Man, I really, really wanted to punch you in the face the whole time. <laughs> or <laughs> I Thank really, you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, because like really, that is like the best compliment you can get when you're trying to play a bad guy. Yeah, for is, sure. Is like the whole like, man, I hated you, or like have somebody genuinely come up to me and say like, you are such a, you know, I words I can't of, say. It was like some of the the worst bad guys are like, oh, you just despise even the the actor actress almost just because like that character was so hated. Yeah, yeah. I think of, that, like that, uh, what's the the big lady in uh, Harry Potter movies? Like, oh, she's oh, the God. worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Um, no, that 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 is if if that's what you're trying to be and you're accomplishing that in that way, like you're you're doing everything you wanted more. Um, same goes if you're trying to be a good guy, obviously, obviously. But yeah, um, that is, that is definitely a, a competitive thing to look at is like who is getting the most over with the crowd who is getting mm-hmm. uh people more invested who's selling more t-shirts who's uh going out there and again just putting on the best match on on the show or like putting on the best angle cutting the best promo um that that whole nine that accompanies wrestling like you're obviously going to want to go out there and do better than everybody else because you want to be the best um and that that's that's in life been a mantra i carry with me is like if you're doing something uh don't just do it to be good do it to be the best yeah and i think that that's the only way you're ever going to see constant improvement because if you are confident or happy uh, and you're saying i'm doing good um you're not doing everything you can to continue improving and i think we talked about this before but that does kind of in some ways become a bit toxic um depending on how you handle it but right um it's all about uh, moderation and kind of figuring out like what works for you in that field it definitely seems like at at your root, you have the heart of an entertainer, which is super cool. And mm-hmm. if you're able to characterize it, it seems, and this is maybe just my perspective, but if you're able to characterize it, then it's like, okay, it's a detachment. But some with like streaming and running and stuff like that, you're attaching value to your own personality, mm-hmm. which can be a dangerous pit for sure. Yeah. Because sure. I mean, you don't want to just be a character, I, I don't think, yeah. on twitch and stuff like that or at least most people don't it'd be very draining too Mm -hmm, um for sure it takes on a lot to like even just like uh like try to get into character 
um, you know, wear the clothes, walk the walk, talk the talk, get into like that uh, vocal intonation and like kind of articulate yourself and like present yourself in a way that that's vastly different than how you usually hold yourself. Um, because I would say personally, I'm very low key. I'm very I'm very quiet kind of to myself. Yeah. I can be very loud from time to time. Um, that's usually why I'm with the boys, you know, we're chilling, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like to random strangers or if I'm in front of people, I try to like kind of let them get a chill impression of me and I don't try to like push that beyond that. Because um, that's just usually how I am. I'm just I'll be chilling in my room reading manga or like watching watching movies or whatever or um, going for a run or something. Um but when it comes to like the presentation of like a character, specifically like the one I want to play in, in wrestling right now, um, it, it's it's all loud, all brash, all bold, all the time. Yeah. And it's it's very in your face. It's it's unrelenting and it's like, man, it, it is it is a lot to present and to do. Um <laughs> especially when you're wrestling at the same time. <laughs> which is like a whole other thing. Because you go into like this, this, this mentality of like, oh well, I have to be this character in every second, um, and you can't like let up. Like if if like let's say I do a move and maybe I do a little wrong and maybe I hurt somebody possibly, or I'm thinking maybe I did. I can't just be like, yo, are you good? Are you okay? <laughs> I have to be like, if, if like I fucked up their arm, I I just oh sorry, um, I have to just stomp out their arm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do you gotta like, play play it with it? Yeah, yeah. I have to be careful still, but I can't, mm-hmm. uh, I don't just, uh, get to do whatever with it, essentially. I, I've thought about that, and, like, because clearly it does well on, like, YouTube and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. it's just so not authentic to me. I've wanted to almost pick up traits of someone that's, like, a high-energy caricature for online purposes, but I'm like, it's just not me, and I think yeah. if you try that too much, there's some sort of artificialness to it that's like, eh, eh. Yeah, there, there's like also that matter of like if you're on Twitch, you're doing that for a minimum like three hours. Or yeah, something, right? yeah. Whereas like even for like doing it for like an hour in practice or whatever and like kind of trying to keep up that face, um, it, it it's challenging. It just is. Like, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it it just takes a lot. Absolutely. Now we were talking about it a little bit, and you've done a few speed run speed run marathons, which. Mm-hmm. Typically, and I would imagine most people know this already, but Marathon traditionally is a showcase of runs that also tries to raise money for charities. Have you, I guess, did you enjoy them? Like, are you looking to do more in the future? Um, there are, there are a lot of them that I have enjoyed. I will say that there are some that I look back on and I'm like, oh man, I could have done so much better. And then there are some where I'm like, okay, I didn't really like that one as much. Um, For technical reasons, set up things or... I guess just what's things that makes a good Mix marathon to you versus bad marathon. Number one thing is a good setup for me. True, true. Like if if it's intuitive, if it's easy, if I don't have to sit there in the in the runner's room beforehand and be like, "Hey guys, I don't know if I did this right. Uh, <laughs> can you just double check this, please? <laughs> no, I don't want to go live and be like, oh mm-hmm. no, everything's on fire." Um, because I'm I'm not a, unfortunately I'm not a very technically gifted person. Mm-hmm. Um, like some people in, in the speedrun community are, they're just incredible at like making these systems, um, and making these easy ways for people to stream. And then, uh, doo doo brain Dylan has to show up to their marathon <laughs> and be like, I don't know what do, what am I doing? Yeah. But necessity um, makes the best students, right? It's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> figure yeah, it yeah. out, just put out the fires as they come. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, that's the number one thing for me. 
Uh, number two is like, who's your host? Um, I oh think yeah, because the energy like, there can be huge. Yeah, because I've had really good hosts. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, quick shout out to Soaring Sloth from uh, FTLG. They are phenomenal. They oh are yeah, I think hosts. I've had Sloth as well as a host. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, the best host I've had, and that is in no, I'm not giving any flack to anybody else who's hosted me. Um, but they just did such a good job. Checking like, to see if of, I've hosted uh, you before. Hmm, interesting. Uh, have you? Have you? I don't know. I don't, I don't actually have. have that pulled up. Actually, I think you did. You did you host me at Speed Docs? Was that you? Maybe. I I think we did like a co-commentary thing because I was supposed to okay, originally take the run, was, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. I definitely took a little hiatus from mm. running anything, so I was like, I definitely don't want to do Spyro two without having played the game <laughs> in a while. And then you had me do it without exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, perfect. You're good at this, Dylan. It, it, right? it went pretty well. Though. I think like, it was it went, sick. Yeah, it was like a 24 still, which you know, mm -hmm. considering my skill level, really wasn't that bad. Um, it was a, uh, but those are probably the two most important parts uh, to get right for me. Um, beyond that, I mean, there's not really a whole lot else. I mean, obviously, having a good thing to support is huge. Yeah. Um, but I honestly, I don't think there are any bad things to support that are like actively a charity that i've mm. been a part of obviously i'm not Very accounting rare. for like yeah yeah I'm not accounting for like that one miscellaneous charity that I've never heard of that supports something very non kosher um <laughs> but uh the ones I've been a part of at least you know there that we've done ones for Alzheimer's relief which i in particular that was at ftlg the not this past one the one before that mm -hmm. that was my favorite marathon i will say i've ever done i'll, I'll go down and say that oh um, yeah i was kind of involved on that one so I'm like yes yes who's um my ego a little bit i'll take it yeah listen you you deserve the biggest ego in the world Gaffy. oh stop um, i mean keep going obviously stop. but i'm gonna say stop, stop so i act <laughs> humble yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um yeah no that, that that marathon in particular like supporting alzheimer's is like something i'm really passionate about because that was what my grandmother had as i mentioned a little earlier um that was what she was suffering from and it, it's a terrible disease and oh, any yeah. any research we can do towards it or any money we can raise towards it i'm always going to be for you know doing um but no like that that's also another big thing is like if if it's a if it's a charity i can personally connect to i usually will be a little bit more involved in it, if that makes sense or yeah like, i'll feel a little bit more attached um which is why like i will say that that marathon is probably my favorite ever um and then you have like things like Spirathon, which are more oriented towards a specific gamer series. Like there's Crashathon. There's a, um, a lot of love and things like that, though. Like it's people that yeah. are very involved, and I think that's yeah. super sick. Like we had the, the Sprash HD thing that Logic did for a little while, and that was such a good that. period. I love those. Yeah. I, I was talking to Logic the other day about it because I there there's a part of me that wants to bring it back so bad. Um, it's, it's a just, lot of effort for sure. It is. I think, like, the problem with that in particular, if we can go on a tangent, was just, like, it went on too frequently. Yeah, yeah. Like, if they did it, like, once a month, I think it would have been a lot healthier and a lot more sustainable. Mm -hmm. But trying to do it, like, every week, switching off Crash and Spyro was, like, bro, what are we doing? It's it's. I it's mean, it lot. still made it a, a couple solid months, but eventually you're going to yeah, run like, out of, one, people that want to do it again, or two, two, just even, like, content that's not just repeating the same thing yeah but that, that was kind of like what my thing was and like there were other things i think logic tried to do with it like there was like a a bingo or a quiz show that they were trying to do at one yeah, point. yeah 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 which was a cool idea but like 
You know, I think like that takes so much to like do. I'm starting to realize that might be my calling. I'm such a geek for like game shows because there's inherent like competition aspect, but it's also just so lighthearted. And I'm like, I need to figure out some way to do that. Maybe, maybe that's what the next Gaffy Taffy production is. We could cool. not wheel of fortune. <laughs> the the wheel of, wheel of speed live split of uh, fortuitousness. I don't know. <laughs> Have some legs. I could see it. I mean, we've we've seen people do that before. I mean, mm -hmm. Kieran uh, ESA has done something actually very similar to Kieran uh, to the uh, whole um, Taskmaster thing or Twitch Master. Twitch ESA Master. did something like that. I didn't know they that. Did something very similar. I think it was ESA. I want to say that's what Kieran told me. Uh, they 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 ripped him off, quote unquote. Not not to call it ESA. But, right. Right. Uh, don't worry, Allegedly, they ain't watching. that's they don't what know. happened. They don't know. <laughs> Kieran's um, show was such a good time. He puts in a lot of effort in things yeah. that I think kind of goes unrecognized at some points. But that's what I say, dude. He, mm -hmm. he like he does such a good job with it that like you you can tell there's like a lot of love behind it. For I, sure. I love when you can see that in a project like that. Um, you know, having been the actual winner of season one of Tw Twitch Master. Um, this is the episode of champions out here this is, yes this, it really is season you know? two champ right um, here the real season one champ we all know you in know? my hearts it, if you look at all the points added up i just kept telling sam to take points away from me because i was doing <laughs> too good i kept <laughs> um that was actually i think a little bit of like the the birth of me wanting to like be more of a bad guy in wrestling actually oddly enough if we can go t tangentially back to that for a second um I, I was just being a complete and utter uh, word I can't say because we're on the front page of speedrun.com um, in that because I, I thought it would be very funny because everyone else was so like genuine and kind of like kind and stuff like that. Yeah. And then Prophet was kind of like sardonic and sarcastic a little bit here and there. But um, I just wanted to be the absolute, you know, prick of, uh -huh. the, of the whole thing. Um, and I, I thought like it helped add like a layer to it and help that show in, in a sense where it gave it like kind of character. Uh, beyond just everyone's trying to do the task and it's funny because smart threw an egg at a wall and landed in the hat. <laughs> uh yeah um uh what? what were we talking about exactly i lost my train of thought uh <laughs> general marathon things but kieran's a babe kieran for is sure. a babe um i really want to do some real life marathon stuff i was wondering um, are you going to be applying to the big big stages you know the esas gdqs stuff like that so it's a little hard for me to do that um at the moment i actually wanted to apply to both this year um the reason i didn't uh strictly came down to the fact that i am not vaccinated and i can't really be vaccinated due to medical reasons um and they require you to have that right at the marathons uh, which makes sense. It's it's a big like gathering. I'm not complaining about it, but um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to apply to them uh, strictly under that premise. Um, I think they were accepting some like kind of you know not live in person runs. Yeah. But I I would want to do GDQ and be there in person if I were to be doing a GDQ. So I was like, I don't want to I don't want to do that without that because it's a lot of it's the experience for me. That's I I keep going back to it. But I think having that experience and doing it um live on like the couch or whatever would be what i want more than anything else not that i'm like a caliber of runner that could really get to the couch right but it would be kind of cool if i did <laughs> i uh because uh, I, I do think a lot of like higher level runners are more prone to being brought there like more prolific runners like they or chris or 
um, guys of that nature. I was just going to bring him up. I mean, I'll, you know, Spyro legend, everybody knows him at this point, but I think Deo really changed the way that marathon presentation should be. Like, yeah. cause a lot of people, there's a general format that it's just like, okay, it kind of works. And you're like, explain what's going to happen here. But he just goes in and he, he's like gasoline on fire. It's just like, it's explosive. It's, it's so passionate. And it's like every, I want to emulate that in some degree. Yeah. It's like, this is something I actually care about. You're doing a prime showcase. And unless I feel like I can live up to even a, a half of that nature, I'm like, I don't want to be someone that's really showcasing something like, cause yeah. you got to make it in, like you're saying, you got to make it entertaining. Mm-hmm. You got to show that you really care. Are you uh, are you talking about his ESA run in particular? Uh, the, his GDQ one, I think. The GDQ one. Mm-hmm. I think I think all of them are great. The yeah, ESA one is super my personal. Fantastic. Um, I I think a lot of how Deo does it, which is a juxtaposition to me, um, or like some other runners in particular, is like he has that very long arduous history with the game. Yeah, for um, sure. And his like kind of love and like passion for it has never really fully wavered to the point where he just doesn't want to play it for however long. Like he's been consistently playing the game for almost seven or eight years. So I don't, I don't think I have something in my life that I've been doing for that long consistently, mm-hmm. like genuinely like, um, and it, to me that the way that he does it is a byproduct of that passion, a byproduct of, the willingness to continue playing it over that period and then applying that passion to your commentary in a run. Cause he does explain stuff. But like you said, he has kind of like that extra, extra layer to it. He, he goes into it like a third gear almost with it, where he continues to uh, make you immerse it uh, yourself in the run kind of by proxy of how passionate he is. Cause I, whenever I hear somebody, I don't know if you have this, Whenever I hear somebody talk about something I don't know about, like, I'm usually not interested unless they're really, really passionate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, like, they're really into it. Um, And when they are really, really into it, I find it so much easier to be like, okay, I love this. This is really cool. I don't know what's (laughs) happening, but I love it. Um, And I think if I wasn't a speedrunner already and I saw Deo speedrun Spyro um, at that GDQ, if I watched that event, I think I would have 100% become a speedrunner in that moment if I if I had any vague interest in Spyro, which I did. Um, and I think, like, he did a lot for the, the community and, like, kind of the overall oh, for sure. presentation of Spyro uh, as well. But also, like you said, just in general, like, how people should present marathon runs, I think there are a lot of... No offense to people. There are a lot of people that do it the same way. And it at, at a point, I just don't care to hear... So you press this mm-hmm. button to uh, BLJ. You press this button to uh, flame charge. Wahoo! Bing bang. <laughs> um, and it, to me, like th- there is like a lot of like technical skill that goes into that, and like being able to articulate yourself and do that at the same time. But to me, it's just not as entertaining as hearing that like passion in addition to it, or like a mix of that. So no I, I totally agree with you. He definitely changed the landscape with it. Now, I suppose since we're about an hour and we should give the people a little bit of your speed run, uh, just background history, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you're currently pushing or pursuing? 
Uh, so I actually got into the 1545, hey. uh, which if you don't know, is a pretty dope little marathon, I guess. It's a marathon, right? Um, uh, yeah, definitely a relay it's marathon. It's an event. It's a relay mm-hmm. marathon. Um, where you have, I think this time it's either 11, I think it's 11 teams, um, all trying to complete the Crash Trilogy, Spyro Trilogy, uh, Rareware Trilogy, which is Donkey Kong 64, and then Banjo-Kazooie uh, and Banjo-Tooie. God, it looks painful. Um, <laughs> yeah. Specifically DK64. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people play that game. And, and that is the no offense to the game, or like the players. Oh, it's I love just, the game looked, casually, but yeah, the run for it is speed run. rough. All the rare rare um, games, I I will say, yeah, 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 DK and BK is rough, yeah, and that's the easier um, of them. Yeah, it's that's insane to think about actually. Um, and then you have uh, SM sixty four, uh, Sunshine, and then Galaxy one and two. I think. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so like, that's the whole thing. Uh, I pas- uh, specifically Pacific, <laughs> like the I ocean. I like the ocean. Um. I got in with 120% for Spyro 1, because uh, it's the only max percent category I know how to do. Uh, once again, I keep bringing up the name, but I was uh, just DMing Kieran about it, because I know uh, he applied to it with Crash, and he was like, why don't you? You do 120, right? Yeah, I'm like, might as well. Not really. I'm I'm really bad at it, but I can. He's like, <laughs> do it. I'm like, okay. And I applied, I was like, I'm not even going to get in, I'm good with it. And then they got, they, I got in, um, I'm on Team Orange, Orange Immaculate Vibes. Ooh, who's on wanna. the team? Uh, Rico, hold on, I'll tell you. I'll tell you my whole roster right now. Unfortunately, I don't know all the names because I don't know a lot of non-Sprash people. That's okay. <laughs> That's more who uh, I would know anyway. I'm like, ooh, who's on, who's on the team PlayStation? Yeah. Uh, you know, so not anything Rico, wrong with Nintendos. There's just too many of you. There's too many Nintendos. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was a Nintendo. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's, it's Rico. I cut speedruns. Flygon Man. I just clicked out of the uh cost costealer aphid eighteen. I can't I'm having a really hard time reading that name. Uh General Toucans, Mar oh, Toucans. Uh Tibbs Bomber Crack Bomber Cash. Bomber Cash. Bomber Cash Money uh, Flow. Yes, sir. Uh and King J um as the as a roster. Okay. Um Is it like a so- captain fantasy pool or like how do how do they pick the teams randomly assigned? I think that they look at like roughly the ideas of like where their PVs are and then mm-hmm. kind of try to match it. So it's like kind of a competitive race. Um, I don't know exactly, to be honest. I, I, I just know exi- it existed and that I applied for. And that's, that's more or less it. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm currently working on 120 though. To get back to like your main question. Hey. Um, it's, it's, a... it's tough. It definitely looks very tough. It's it's hard to do fast. I I think like I can consistently get around where my PV currently is uh, without too much problem. Um, but I think getting much farther below it is gonna be very challenging for me because I'm gonna have to adapt different strats. Oh shit! And... Ah, I just spilled water all over myself. That's oh you're good. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Give me one. You're sec. good. Okay. Do 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 do. I just keep talking or yeah yeah go ahead. I'm listening. I just I I need to attend to this. You're good. I just love um, to kill my keyboards for some reason. Yeah, it's it's a it's a recurring theme with you. I know. Um, <laughs> so one twenty percent. I originally learned. I know we mentioned him a little earlier, but specifically for Dayo Man, I wanted to learn one twenty because I wanted to do this funny race with him. Ooh. Um, 
which I, I, you watched it, I think, right, Gaffy? I did, was, uh, yeah. Was, uh, I had forgot about it, though. Yeah. Uh, so it was like a challenge race where like I have a pseudo comparable PB, uh, which at the time was like a 158, um, and he had of course like a 120, 115 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so a pretty big gap. The way we evened the odds was by adding in like these additional little challenges, um, such as he had to go stop what he was doing uh, after he did like a homeworld and go fight a boss in Morrowind or do <laughs> oh, yeah. ten tricks on a skateboard. <laughs> Or, like, make the YouTube thumbnail for the the actual race video that he was going to put up on his channel after the fact. And I thought it was really fun. It's it's something I want to do with more speedrunners, um, mm-hmm. depending on the game, of course. Like, uh, I was going to think about talking to Hypnoshark or Sam about it. And I would learn, like, Warpless and uh, see if he would be uh, game to uh, do something similar to that, where I, I spend, like, I don't know, a week learning and I get, like, sub-hour and or like maybe not even sub hour maybe we just straight out race it because i think i can probably get a 115 right now Oh, let's go um and he has to do like challenges between each hub or something because there's like four hubs in that game so we could probably make it pretty even um depending on what challenges he's given um i think it could be really fun but that's uh that's the reason i learned 120 was to do that race with deo um and just grinding it since has been like, I've been very on and off until I got into the 1545. And I started out really strong. I was really good with practicing every day and like doing stuff. And then I stopped. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, happens. oh, that's hard. It's hard to keep motivated, especially with like longer categories. Uh, I don't know if you experience this, but I am a very much, I'm, I'm much more so a, a trick monkey kind of guy. Yeah, I'm an any percent I, fiend. Yeah. I, yeah. Me and completion. I just, I like Anything over an hour, I'm like, I, I, I'm losing it. My focus, my, my care. So I see people Absolutely. like Cookie and Hammer. I'm like, you're going for five hours? Are you crazy? Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand how Cookie does like daily crash <laughs> right? or 106 runs. I still never even got 106 casually in that game, and I'm a pretty big Crash Bandicoot fan. I didn't even get a hundred percent, Gaffy. Hey, <laughs> I don't think I did either. Oh no! Well, the the percentage uh, in that game is weird, anyway. I think you can get don't you get a hundred after the clear gems or no? It's like fifty six percent or something, yeah. Because they attach it like relics, and then the perfect relics mm-hmm. and whatever. It's just that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, uh, so like with the the Deo challenges and stuff like that, I think it's a little hard to make actually engaging fun content in speedrunning. So something like mm-hmm. that is it's just so intuitive. It's so yeah. great. And I, I think you have this way of making really good content that I personally find admirable as someone that's maybe trying to find a way to be speedrun adjacent to just doing runs. Yeah. And so like even your last uh the last video you did on your gaming channel or something like that. I, mm-hmm. I watched it. I was like, "Oh, Dylan put out a video. Cool. Let me see it." And it was mm-hmm. just so well done. I like. I was actually I was, I was caught. I was like, "Oh my god! I didn't know you were making things like this." And so I was yeah. like, "How'd you do?" He's like, "Oh well, I got Kieran in, and he seems yeah. to be a recurring thing this episode." Kieran, Kieran is like, when it comes to like me and Speedrag, it's it's kind of hard not to talk about Kieran genuinely because without Kieran there wouldn't be a Dylan J Fox uh in the speedrun community at all honestly i would imagine cuz i had i had no idea of what it was before Kieran um i had no interest in doing it i had no care for it 
Um, but, you know. And then, of course, Kieran's a great editor. Uh, edits for um, several different people, uh, myself included now. Um, speaking of that gaming channel, I got another video coming out, hopefully, Ooh. tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, he, he's great. Um, man, where were we? We were talking about Speedrun J. I think, like, you do a good job with, like, having, like, Speedrun adjacent content, even with just after the split, though. Yeah. Because, like, you you are able to, like, kind of talk about the ins and outs and, like, learn about mentality and learn about mm-hmm. um, how different people approach different things in speed games, um, which I think is, like, a valuable asset in itself, is, like, uh, adapting how other people that you see as, like, good speedrunners and seeing what they do and how they do it and how you can apply it to yourself. Um and you're kind of making it almost like educational in a way because you're presenting it in a form of content for people to consume and be like, hey, I really like um, Hammerhead Labs, or I really yeah. like um, HypnoShark, who I know you had on here a while ago. Um, let me let me learn how he does stuff because he's clearly the best in CTR by a country mile. Let me see what he does to do that. Um, and obviously with Sam, he's he's a bit of a... He's kind of like Deo in a way, in the, in the sense of, like, they've both been playing their game, respectively, for years on years on years, and their passion for it's never really gone. Um, so. Uh, it's, a, it's definitely it's a hard thing to get into, and what the big goal, of course, you know, is eventually, because I, I do this, it, it doesn't make a sense. It's just a passion project is how it started out, and now... I think it's giving people a platform to be more than just a runner as well. Yeah. And I hope it gets to the point where people just enjoy every episode. It's like, even though you've never heard of them, you want to come back. Cause that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I've definitely found myself in the same thing. You have like a GDQ or other podcasts. You're picking the episodes that have the guests that you know, and that you like, but then you're like, Oh, I just, I enjoy this format. And so I'm always taking feedback from anybody, you know, chatters or, uh, discorders someone want to hit me up and be like hey i think you should do this i'm always welcome to ideas i i think you should get amaranth on here gaffy i'm just saying you know yep uh, she she asked actually and i was like mm, yes. maybe next week you kind of gotta you gotta okay. put in your world record time first and then i'll think yeah. about it oh that's the criteria well for her I, yeah. I, I, yeah. Oh, okay because i do i do have world records i do oh do you not spiral <laughs> just not spiral I've lost all mine, even my meme ones. I can't hold. Oh man! And that's when I was like, "All right, time to start podcasting." I'm clearly not a great runner. <laughs> no, I th- you're a good runner. I I just think like there is like there is like a difference between being like, and this is not to offend you. I think this applies to me as well. Is like there's a level of dedication that you need oh, to for speed sure. running that just not everybody has. Like, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like for me. <laughs> I, I said it before, I couldn't keep dedicated to 120 for more than a week, so uh, what, are you, what are your thoughts on me ever having a record in, in a pseudo-competitive game? Um, and obviously, like, coming out of the gates and having skills is important too, but really what makes a, a speedrunner great is their ability to grind their game, mm-hmm. the category, into the ground until the point where they're undisputedly the best, or until they hit that uh, mountaintop, or they get that world record... And then if they want to stop after that, whatever, that's up to them. But um, there are people, like I said, like Dale or like uh, Hypnoshark Sam, uh, who just grind and get that record and keep going and going and going. And to me, those are like two of the best speedrunners purely out there. And that, that is not to 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 kiss any rear end uh, <laughs> or to, um, 
you know, try to try to make them seem any bigger than they are, but they they dedicate themselves in a way where nobody else does. Oh like, yeah, for sure. Their games and it, that that is beyond impressive. Um, yeah, and like another name to mention would be like Saboom. Obviously, in more recent times they've mm-hmm. kind of like fallen off in Spyro, and they're not really as involved in it. But like for years and years and years and years, they were at the top of all three of the original trilogy games. Which, mind you, was before they were quite as competitive, but that's still a lot to like put yourself into and dedicate yourself to, and that that's why I think like runners like you and me, I, I don't feel any worse than Deo or like any yeah. worse than Sam or or Saboom or anything like that, because of the fact that I I just play the games and I have a level I want to compete to, I have a goal in mind in every single run I do, um, whether that be just to finish it, whether that be to PB, whether that be to uh, grind my way down to a 1.4x in 120, for example. Um, and once I hit those goals, like that, that is my world record. That that is that is what I look for. Um, is like that dopamine of like knowing I got there and I grinded to do that. Um, for example, like you were you were actually streaming and I raided you right afterwards. My 14 tally sub 30 mm-hmm. uh, with swim, which. As far as I know, I'm like the third person to get a sub 30 with Sway, hey. which is kind of cool. Um, mind you, it's still three minutes behind the person who did that at the best level, but it's still a huge achievement. It's something I wanted to do. It was something um, I was doing the baby route in particular because I wanted to prove that just with movement alone, I can compete at that level for sure um, without like doing any proxies because my run was also proxyless. The only trick that I really did was like swimming air or something. And other than that, it was just purely Spire 2 movement. Hollow Knights, uh, the Any% percent has something like that too, that uh, I had Tax Slayer on. He was the number one at using this older strat, which mm-hmm. is definitely like inefficient, but he's still, like I think, up to sixth place overall leaderboard. And Because normally, I think my brain defaults to, I want to do the most optimal thing. But when I see, yeah. oh, I'm not losing that much time because I'm doing this. I'm losing right. it because, in general, I'm just not that fine-tuned. So it's it's inspirational to see for sure that like you don't have to do every single tiny thing. Yeah, because if if like if I went into speedrunning with that mentality, I would lose my mind. Oh, for sure. Because it's it, it's it's too much to like look at all at once. And I think like if you play the game enough over time, that that's where you kind of do adopt those like harder strats, or you do adopt those um, different things. You can do those little nuances that like save you like a couple seconds here or there, but those seconds add up. And you eventually get like a really highly competitive time, um, but I think that that's something that you more so have to dedicate yourself to rather than just being like, I just want to speed run for fun. I just mm-hmm. want to enjoy myself, and I want to like not hate myself after my grind is done. Now, mine was definitely because this was my first speed game. I got into it because it seemed easy enough. Just go to twenty five levels. I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time dedicating to Crash Two on the Insane trilogy. And eventually, I just reached a point where it became very hard to progress. You had to put in a lot of practice, and ultimately, I just I got frustrated and I dropped it. Yeah. What a what has been like your number one game that you think you've put the most time into or found most passion in? Um, overall game, I I, I know that for the remakes, we we kind of associate them individually. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd probably say Reunited Three is like the one I've always been the most passionate about. Um, as a little kid, I was actually trying to find the picture for you for this episode after, after the split, because I thought it would be really funny. As a little kid, the first game I ever 
got, and there's like a picture of me with it on Christmas, was Spyro 3. Hey, um, oh, please. I would love to make a little thummy out of that. If I find, I'll let you know. It's uh, it's pretty adorable. Um, but I'm just in there like wide-eyed grin. And I, that's something I think I've always kind of carried is like that love for that game in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it came to um, the Reignite trilogy, I started on 2. I started playing 2 uh, for 2NA because it was a short category. And I went into speedrunning thinking I have a really short attention span. I am not going to be able to actually speedrun anything that's longer than like 20 minutes. Let me let me do this because it's like, you know, it's like 24 or whatever. Uh, it was like the record was a 22 at the time, actually. It was 22.45. Um, but I was always like, man, I just love Spyro 3. I want to play that instead. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the board at the time when I first started running. And there were six runs on the PC board. Hold on. And th- this is this is one of the things I'm really proud about. I will I will die by being really, really proud about this. Let's go. Um so I, I started gas yourself up. I started speedrunning Spire 3 in uh twenty twenty like late twenty twenty. And there were six runs. Guess how many are on the board nowadays? Thirty-eight. Thirty nine. Oh shit, I'm good. You're really close. That's a... um and it's it, I'm proud of that in particular because I pushed so many people to try the game. Which by proxy pushed more people to try the game and got a lot of people into it and really invested. Um and and with that category in general, Spyro 3 any percent, um, I loved it so much. And there was a time where I, it was the one game, one category I was like, I'm gonna grind for the world record in. And obviously I didn't get the world record. Yeah. Um, as it currently sits, I'm about five minutes off of it. <laughs> there, uh, there are some mad lads for sure in there. Yeah. Uh, insert logic, Dr. House, Toasted Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those people that have game. the drive. Yeah. And let me give and, a quick uh, shout out. Hi, Schlongster. Hi, Bonkina. Yo. Um, gang, gang. And I, I dedicated myself to those games quite a lot. Um, but definitely not to like the extent of other people. And that's obviously why I never... Uh, reached the heights I originally wanted to. Um, but even recently, uh, I've been saying over the past like month, I keep looking at that time on, in the category, which is a 48.52, which before I started, the world record, by the way, was uh, held by Wed, which it's a, it was a 50.51. Wed SR? Oh, he's a, oh he, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's, an, he's an OG runner um, from, like, he, he did, like, a lot of Spyro 2 and Spyro 1. Um but it was held by him, uh, which currently that run that was world record is seventeenth place, and it's a fifty fifty one. My time is a forty eight fifty two, so two minutes faster than the old world record. Kinda Let's go. Cool. Um, even though I use updated strats or whatever, and you know, every, I, like fundamentally, he he could probably beat me if he came back, like without even trying. But um, I've been eyeing it up recently, and I know I can do better than what I have there on the board right now. It's just a matter of kind of convincing myself, and I'll I'll always look at that run and this game in particular with like, just like the most loving eyes I possibly can because yeah. it was my baby. It like <laughs> fundamentally it it was my baby. Like there's something I, special about your first run, your first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's 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 like that. Like look, I I look at it with where I just want to see it continue to grow and succeed. Um. Like long after, like I I'm done like speedrunning in general or anything like that. Like I really want to see that game 
just continue to be pushed because having 40 runs almost on that board is like it just makes me happy and it's not a lot compared to like other speed games it really isn't but for a remade spyro game in particular i don't think you can ask for a whole lot more personally and that's also uh... only on the pc version by the way yeah console has i think like 30 as well so overall it's like 70 I've definitely already gone over it on this show and stuff like that, but I think the the HD remake of Spyro is very underrated, which is almost mm-hmm. too bad because the the original games get a decent amount of love. Yeah, but I um, guess how did you wind up transitioning from an HD runner to an original runner, and do you have any preference for the two? Hard to say. I, I think for Reignited, it's. It's the same game, which is the number one thing I will say. It's it's the same game across all three. You have slightly different things you can and can't do in the games. Like, obviously, the power-ups you can unlock in Spyro 2, or you can't even hover in Spyro 1. Um, but the game fundamentally is completely the same across the boards, yeah. like, in terms of movement, what you do. Um, whereas with, like, Spyro uh, OG, um, I originally got in with Spyro 1. I just wanted to do Vortex because it looked really cool and I like tricks in a category. And it was roughly the same length as uh, Spyro 28%, which before then was like kind of the category that got me into speedrunning. So I'm like, cool, let me try this. Um, I started liking it more and more. Originally, it was very weird because like the, the way Spyro controls in Spyro 1 is very tankish. She almost feels like a car. Um, and then I went on to try some Spyro 2. Double jumping is really cool. It's very different. The The game is fundamentally just so weird compared to Spyro 1 um, or even Reignited. It, it feels a lot like Reignited, weirdly enough, but has different, like, like camera controls and stuff. Yeah. Um, the, the thing that made me really want to do OG, though, overall, is just I heard that there is more interesting stuff that you can do or, like, different cool movement that you can try to do and... I figured it's a different beast. It's a it's a different thing to try to take on and be reasonable or good at. Um, so I kind of tried all three games. Uh, Spyro three and OG is was the hardest to try because uh, there's a lot of like barrier to entry things that you need to be able to do, uh, which are incredibly difficult, especially in the first hub. So if you can't get past the first hub, obviously you're not seeing the rest of the game. Um, when it comes to preference. It's hard to say if I have one. Obviously, I haven't played Reignited in about a year now. Um, yeah. In terms of actually doing runs for it. I would have to say, just off of that alone, probably it's OG I prefer. Um, but as I said, I mean, I, I keep looking at it and I keep thinking, man, kind of miss it. Like, there is, there, it's, it's always going to be there, I think. Like, that, that want to, to go back and improve something I know is very improvable. Um. But it's just a matter of doing that and being okay with like, all right, mm. I'm okay with the progress I have here. Let me go do this. It's hard to just dip your toes too, like especially yeah. having run multiple games. Like you mm. kind of have to commit if you're going to try and play it at all. Yeah, and it's a hard it's, balance. It's, um, there's just a lot more like nuance in in OG Spire though. I would say compared to Reignited, like there's a lot of like movement options that you can explore, different like little things you can do different. Um, and Reunited has its merits. It has, honestly, a lot more tricks than anyone gives it credit for. It's way more interesting when it comes to, like, the weird, like, little janky things that you can do that you probably shouldn't be able to do. <laughs> like, 
yeah, the physics-based movement engine of, like, uh, frame rate, like, being on 30, spiral jumps a little higher or whatever, or 90 minutes, like, and then spiral jumps higher than two, so, so you dumb. can make climbless. Yeah. It is, it is the dumbest thing. It should not exist. Thanks, Bob. But thanks, Toys for Bob. Um, like, to me, like, those are things, like, make an interest. And then you have, like, a level storage, which, to me, there's nothing in OG that even comes close to as cool as what level storage is. Yeah. Because... Um, you can fly, you can supercharge everywhere, you can, you get all of the extra Spyro abilities, essentially. It's, it's the equivalent of doing, like, like Spyro 200 in a game, yeah. Fireball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you can do that in, in a, in a different way. Um, so yeah, if I, if I had to say preference, it probably would be OG, but there is, like, a lot of merit to SRT as well. Now, I think this is super interesting because, especially joining into a game you really care about to become more involved behind the scenes and stuff. How did you come to be a series moderator? Um, to tell you the truth, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of happened. I woke up one day like, huh, uh, that's a sore. Well, so I was, I was for a while. I wanted to be a moderator cause I wanted to contribute to, you know, the games for SRT in particular. And then as uh, particularly Zick and Nos were stepping down and stepping out of moderation, somebody needed to be a super mod for Spyro. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of in like the, the Discord. The mods at one point had a Discord. Mm-hmm. We would all talk. And um, they were like, all right, so who wants to be the SRT super moderator? And nobody else talked. So I was like, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be the red sword guy. <laughs> and... Um, so they gave me they gave me super mod and that was that was a while ago and then within like a month or two, um, there there was another individual who was a, a series moderator after Shaw stepped down called Rui Tupop. Um, we got along really well. We had a good rapport and stuff like that. And they were looking to step away from Spyro in general because they were just they had a lot of stuff going on in life. They had you know whatever going on, um, and they were like okay so. SRT slash, uh, like, these different sub-communities kind of need somebody to represent them because at that point, every other series moderator was more so um, kind of more OG-oriented, I would say. Um, so when that ha- when he was stepping down, he was like, what about making Dylan a series mod? And Ooh. at the time, like, I was just starting to dip into OG, too. Yeah. So it was like, uh, okay, so this is weird. I'm, like, the SRT moderator, but I'm not... I'm not really playing the game. And I still have, like, a good rapport with, like, the community, and, like, I still keep up with SRT. I just don't play it, really. Right. Um, so they were like, so you're going to moderate the whole Spyro series, and you're going to be with Chris, you're going to be with Jeremy, and uh, somebody else. So what kind um, of responsibilities do you have as a mod? Because I, I feel like they, they're almost behind the scenes too much. They're just in the shadows. You know that yeah. you're doing stuff, but I don't know what that entails. So it, it it varies, right? I um I'm also uh, maintenance on the on the Spyro speedrunning Discord. Mm-hmm. So like I kind of look at like a little bit more of stuff. But when it comes to just pure moderation, I mean, uh, things like rule changes are what we look at. Things like um, of course verifying runs. If somebody submits a run to any game in the series, I can go look at it and verify it. Which I at the beginning I really enjoyed because I yeah. would go like watch like a season of Ice Run or something and be like this is really cool. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they're cheating or not, but I like, this is cool. And it gave me a reason to kind of watch them beyond just going to like the leaderboard and being like, Oh, cool. Um, that, that's mostly what like the, the moderators do as well as like, 
you know, we we recently had the the discussion about like duct station and like um, oh yeah how standardizing loads can go and like th- there are things like that. Um, when it comes to things outside of that, like looking at things in the Spyro community from like um, a more analytical or a more um, judgmental eye, it's, it's something I try to do to make it a better place for people. If that makes sense, for sure. Um, I think regardless of what the community is, whether it's like speedrunning, wrestling, what whatever, you want people to go in and enjoy whatever you're doing or, or like do whatever you're doing and feel safe doing it. And that that's been a major goal of mine behind the scenes is to secure the community as a place for that. Um, you would think that would almost be easy. Just, yeah, just play games that you like and everybody has this mutual interest and you just hang out if you want to. But there always seems to be some sort of just people don't get along. Yeah, uh, there's always going to be discourse between people and like disagreements like the the load, um, the load discussion in particular with Duxation was very volatile and it presented this. Almost like two sides of the community type vibe where there were people that were very for it, very extreme for it, and then very extreme against it. Um, and a lot of like what it it's been since is like trying to get people to understand each other and instead of arguing, which I think there is a very distinct difference between these two things, instead of arguing, having a conversation, yeah, um, and kind of trying to see perspective and understanding like why other people see something a certain way. Um, I think that is like really important to distinguish and figure out, hey, so uh, this is why people want this, this is why people don't want this. Here are the pros, here are the cons, and then figure out something kind of in the middle if we can. And it's obviously it's not like um a very black and white thing. It's not a very like, okay, so this is this is good, this is bad. It's it's a lot of trying to look at people and not laying personal feelings get in the way either. Um just looking at what's best for the game. Sometimes having that for... mediator can really help. I mean as with anything yeah. in life, right? Mm-hmm. That that's kind of what I think a lot of moderators should be acting as. That's why I try to do personally is just somebody to kind of like play both sides a bit and like be like, hey, so let's let's chill out. Let's not like go too far in on like this person because they disagree with you about funny dragon game. <laughs> uh, which, like you said, you would think it would be easy, but like there there are some cases where people are just it's passion. You know, we're all invested in something. So of course, if we have an opinion and we're str- feeling strongly about that opinion we're going to respond accordingly. Right. Um, whether that's right or wrong is, you know, up for debate. But my my goal as, like, a moderator in particular is to make sure that those discussions don't lead to, like, personal vendettas or issues between people or issues in the community, and rather just kind of let us all grow and, like, uh, continue elevating the games and elevating the series. Now, I think it's unique because obviously I started off in the Crash HD series Mm -hmm. and they actually have separated like the original Discord, which Discord's pretty much just the hub for any speedrun related thing nowadays. But Spyro's chosen to keep them all the same or in the same server. Do you think that's a good move or maybe there should be some separation? So I I personally, we we talked about this um, somewhat recently in the realm of if if that would be beneficial i argued very much so that it wouldn't be 
Oh, and no? the reason why I argue that it wouldn't be, um, and worded my discussion around this, came down to the simple fact that, like, we're all centralized. We all love these games, right? We all love the same series. We're all here for the same stuff. I know for a fact that several people would just end up in both discords because right. they like both yeah. games. And to me, it would make no sense to separate them because then it creates this divide, which I don't think there needs to be. Um, I think that there are sub-communities of people that are more interested in something than others. For example, like uh, there, there's a, a Vortex server that people go to race oh. in together and we'll all go in and race and do stuff, right? And it's like a little sub-community. But I don't think that that takes away from the core of having that Spyro community. I don't think it makes sense to do something like that for, like, SRT and OG even. Because I know for a fact that, like, there are so many Reignited runners that are really interested in OG, and there are several OG runners that are also vice versa interested in SRT. Um, and to divide that just, to me, seems needless, and um, it, it would make it even more confusing for, like, new people mm -hmm. coming into the community if you're like, oh, so join the Spyro speedrun server. Okay, I'm playing SRT1. Uh, I, I really like this game. And then you join that, that one and they're all like posting screenshots of the original game. They're like, no, you're not the right <laughs> you're server. You're in the wrong place. Dummy, yeah. dummy stupid head. And then you feel dumb and then you're like, oh, I don't want to join this other server now. Um, so I, I, I am very firmly of the belief that like when it comes to a series like Spyro, when it comes to a series like Crash even, um, I think people need to stop getting in each other's faces about which is better and which is worse, and rather look at the fact that both games are equally valid, or both series are equally valid, um, and everyone's doing their best to get the best times they can in these games, so why are you going to get on their case because they like something different than you? <laughs> it, it just, to yeah. me, it seems needless. Like, that whole, like, argument Creating of, like... issues for no reason. I, I joke about it a lot. Like, oh, SRT bad, or OG mm -hmm. bad. Like, I say it a lot just because I think it's a little funny, but, like, there are people that genuinely believe that. You know what I mean? And like, they'll yeah. hop on, like, this, 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 like, ideology of, like, my game is just better than yours, so why are you playing it? Just play my game. It's cooler. It's like, no, just don't say that. <laughs> just play your game. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you don't like that game, you're valid. Like, you can not like the game. That's fine. You can have your opinions. You're allowed to have you... an opinion? Excuse me? I know. It's, it's kind of crazy to say in the modern day. People are allowed to have opinions. Um... But you, you shouldn't express that in a way where you're putting other people down for their interests because your interest is better, quote-unquote. Um, it would be like if I came to you and I'm an Ori runner and I'm like, Gaffy, you play Hollow Knight? It's cringe. Why uh, do you play Hollow Knight? Uh, or, Ori, is, Ori is funny. It's a white rat and it, it does like jumpy jumps and stuff. I like bugs. Bugs are better than uh, <laughs> rabbit dogs. Rabbit dog rat 626 from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> Looking ass. <laughs> And yo, uh, Chambers, thanks for the raid. Just as a quick reminder for everybody, we are getting closer to the end here. We're going to open the floor up to questions soon. So, yeah, hang out for just a moment. And if you have missed most of this episode, it'll be on, well, all your podcast platforms, YouTube, Spotify, next week. But yeah, uh, definitely I want to cover a couple things before we have to wrap up here. Mm -hmm. uh, you spend a little bit of time doing variety runs like black ops yep. zombies and stuff like that mm -hmm. have you looked at expanding past spyro or is it still just too i guess motivating for you right now um 
there are a lot of games I look at in terms of speedrunning. And I say look at because I'm like, man, that looks so cool. But then I have to go through the process of learning it. Yeah. Um, and when you're Learn's comfortable hard. with something, you already know. <laughs> it is, especially with like a new game you never mm-hmm. played. So, like, um, I never grew up playing Crash games. Yeah. And uh, so like, there are two Crash games in particular I'm really interested in, in speedrunning. Uh, namely, Crash Bandicoot Twin Sanity on the PS2. Uh, because I saw Rico run for a while and it mm-hmm. looked really, really cool. Um, and then there's um, Crash Bandicoot 3, uh, which I just think is the most interesting to me personally. I know that's one of the more polarizing games in the series because of all the vehicle levels and people aren't really as fond of those. Mm-hmm. But um, Not me personally. I don't care for it, but I also know that 3 is, I would almost say, more popular in the HD but yeah. less popular than two on the original, which is a weird yeah, no, for sure. change for sure. Yeah. Um, I was mainly looking at the OG for that, though. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you, yeah, it's a better move. <laughs> not that NSC is bad. It's just I uh, eh, chambers I think... will tell us otherwise. It's a masterpiece after all. Yeah. Um, I've also uh, looked at games like Pokemon. I've actually done one Pokemon Fire Red speed run uh to completion but my timer broke most of the way through and oh, i was too lazy no. to manually time it uh i was i was like basically right before the elite four and the timer just stopped working and i was like oh, okay this is cool technical um, issues yes yeah and those are longer runs like i told you i'm not like a long run guy but pokemon's kind of a different beast mm-hmm. uh where i could see myself maybe doing something longer like that uh because i just find it interesting um outside of that i've, I've also looked at like kind of b-rated platformers like, um, one in particular I just remember from my childhood, and I, I ordered on eBay, and I got a copy of, uh, actually, got it right here, uh, Nicktoons Battle for Volcano Island. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it is, like, as B-rated platformer as yeah, you can get. Yeah, you're cutting deep. Nobody knows what that game is. I've talked to, like, several people about it, and nobody knows what it is. Um, but it's like, man, it just looks cool. I watched, like, I watched, like, a little bit of a speedrun of it, and I was like, eh, I can see myself trying that. Um... Then I also like Call of Duty Zombies speedruns. I actually want to do like some Easter egg stuff, but again, learning it and doing it fast, mm-hmm. being on cycles and stuff like that, it's just hard to convince myself to do. Um, so it's it's tough. It's tough. There there are more games like I don't know. Uh, what do I have behind me? Uh, any of the um kind of weird Legend of Spyro games too? I've been interested in learning because I think they're really weird and funny. So Enter um, the Dragonfly soon. Yeah, I already got that. It's it's already it's been submitted. I yes, let's go. Yeah, it doesn't Record look painful sim. at all. No, no, it's a good game. It's a great game. It's great fun. Game. It's very fun. It's fun. It's it's very fun, especially when the loading screen's there for longer than the entirety <laughs> of the boss fight. It's really fun. Oh man. Uh, now, do you have any games that uh, maybe is Pokemon that you don't necessarily plan to run, but you like to watch? SM64. Oh, well, actually, I can't okay. say I don't plan to watch it. All right, I can't say I don't plan to play it because me and Karen were planning on doing something with that. Ooh. Um, it's um, man, what's a what's a good example of that? Jack and Daxter and uh, Ratchet and Clank. Oh yeah, those, those are both sick. Oh, um, I'm trying to think. San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, Vice City, even. Um, again, just incredibly long speed runs. Have you seen how um, terrible those HD versions are? Uh, don't talk to me about them. Those, oh. those hurt my like like whole like existence. 
They, Gaffy, yeah, could I be very rough. rude to you for a moment? Yeah, go ahead. Go off, King. Could, could, I, could I leave and go to the bathroom? Uh, I'm going to leave you and go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Go ahead. I've had to go for like the last like 10 minutes. Thank you. Anyway, howdy chat. I appreciate everyone hanging out. I know that doing this live is... Uh, it's different, right? Like, I don't get to quite interact with you guys because I'd be a bad host. But I'm glad you... I hope you guys enjoy anyway. I'm going to real quick just uh, plug the YouTube channel. I would love if you subscribe to the new YouTube channel, Wink Wink Smiley Face. And at 100 subscribers, I will be doing an episode on myself, have your submitted questions. Yeah. Well, thanks, Bonk. Thanks, Schlong. And yeah, it's almost, it needs to be a thing. <gasps> Imagine baby Schlong and dad Schlong doing a whole 1545, just the duo. That'd be so sick. Obviously, Schlongster would cover the Rareware games, and you have uh, baby Rio do the, the PlayStation. That is exactly why I'll never do long cuts. Oh, yeah. Unless it has a, a built-in bathroom break. Yeah, unless Literally. it has a built-in bathroom break, long runs are rough. So yeah. clearly the optimal way to speedrun is to wear a diaper. If you're going to really be doing is. something like a 1545. Mm -hmm. Solo 1545 in several diapers. It's going to happen soon. Um, I was also trying to think of other games while I walked away. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That game looks watch. sick. Motion controls, yeah. bleh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also really like uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memories. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I think I watched those, that, those like, cool. uh, Spike Vegeta recently during a GDQ yeah, yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah, seemed fun. Um, let's look at another one. Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness, um, just because it's really long. I would never run it, but it looks really cool. <laughs> I can't say <laughs> I know anything about that. That's fair. But if it's on the GameCube, um, it's probably a banger. It is. Uh, I mm -hmm. recently bought my copy. It's right behind me. Let's like, go. Oh, right there. It's up there. Definitely no. see it. Mm -hmm. Hard. It's right. It's up there. It's it's hard to see. Um, that that cost me two hundred dollars because Dang. that game is very expensive. Yeah, GameCube <laughs> games. The inflation on it is insane. I mean, I ain't Nintendo stuff really, but GameCube mm -hmm. in particular seems to be just nuts. Um, God, what what are other games like I watch? I don't play. Or like I don't have interest in playing really. Well, on Resident Evil, Resident Evil. Ooh, yeah, That's I'm uh, I'm already calling it now. I'm a RE4 remake runner. Are you? That'd be mm -hmm. dope. When that comes out, so got that to look forward to. Oh, Sly Cooper too. Sly mm -hmm. Cooper as well, and Sly Cooper Two is in the second game. Yeah, and definitely shout outs to all my PlayStation runners out here. We're getting more representation, which is sick. I mean, the ESA schedule just came out, and that's like super PlayStation loaded. So love to see that insane I, I love how like playstation oriented it is compared to like, the mm -hmm. last few years in general i mean yeah pc and playstation games typically just get kind of backseated yeah because we gotta see galaxy like, one galaxy two all the yeah which they're they're fantastic and they draw yeah. numbers so can i blame them no no but also it's just man maybe like and, i like, like jack and daxter have, like, and rack are just things. so sick yeah yeah they should have like a more miscellaneous games block that they do like mm -hmm. on a day and then have like the main games. Like if that makes sense, but like don't like dissociate them, but like 
have like a separate showcase maybe even i don't know here's our ugly step head wow redheaded stepchild step <laughs> section <laughs> yeah step head they, they got that that dang old step head yeah, yeah. but we are um, reaching the end of the show where i am uh i like to do this recurring thing that i completely ripped but i thought it was a good segment the question of the episode where i have the last guest asks the next guest a question and hammerhead labs has left you with is a calzone a ravioli yeah very very deep really it's a metaphor for life it's such a hammer question dude uh-huh. that's that is such a hammer question um yeah it is it's just a, it's just a very big ravioli Gotta now be. is a pop tart a ravioli why? It just it hits, you know. <laughs> I mean, are you telling me pizza you telling hits? Me is it also pot- ravioli? Would you? Would you not? Are you telling me you wouldn't put pots like pop tarts in a pot and put pasta sauce all over it? And no, then... I wouldn't. <laughs> no, I can say that quite <laughs> honestly. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I think. Hold on. What is? What is? What is a ravioli? It's, you know, a bit of carb with stuffing. Okay, it's not because it's not pasta. Mm. Whereas, I guess a calzone isn't either then. It's a dough. Isn't pasta just a dough? dough? Mm. Mm. That's a good question. I think I think I think calzone could be considered because it's it's pasta dough that they're usually made with. But yeah, leave in the comments. Let me know why you think Dylan is wrong or right. You know, either way. Ooh, in our heater question, uh, yeah, just I really gotta I gotta divide things here. You gotta get rid of one. Uh, do we remove the HD Spyro games or the original? One's gotta go. In this you metaphorical ha- world, you wouldn't. You wouldn't have the remakes without the OG, so you would you would have to get rid of mm-hmm, the remakes. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely, yeah. Sorry, SRT, you have to die. That's but then right. also, I'm never speedrunning, so <laughs> either, either way, I'm gone. <laughs> you get Thanos snapped out of the the PlayStation universe. Or I guess. Oh wait. Oh yeah, they're Xbox games now. That's weird. Technically, because didn't Microsoft buy the IPs or something? Or they bought Activision? Yeah, I don't know. You're right. You're right. They did. That's stop. No, stop. You're I know it hurts me. my brain. You hurt. I don't me. like it. <laughs> with that in mind, so what is your question for our next guest, who I don't necessarily have lined up yet, but should be in two weeks? Um, this this is a question just because I think it's it's interesting to think about like how you would approach it. Um, if you had one speed game, where like let's say you have no work, no anything else. Um, and you've never played the speed game before in your life. Ooh, Which it's speed game would you one. choose, and why? Because I think like there's like a lot of good games you can look at and be like, hey, like you have un- you can do anything in that day. Like mm-hmm. you can do you can you just want to speed run it for that full month, pretty much. You don't have to work. You don't do anything else. It's just you playing the game basically and eating and sleeping on occasion if you want to. Um, <laughs> uh, which game is that? And and what what are you? What is your goal with that speed game in that month? All right, I like it. And do you have an answer you know you would like for that? If you don't, Rob- that's okay too. 
probably would be SM64. Yeah, I feel like that's a, the right answer. You know, it's just like, you know, it's, it's going to do cool. well. The ceiling mm -hmm. is really high. Yep. But also, I would never be able to play it for a month straight. So yeah, exactly. I'd be there for two days and be like, I want this Mar <laughs> Maru, Maru hard. Yeah, resetting in once again. Yeah. Fun. Fun. Uh, yeah, no, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be the game, I think, or, or San Andreas, maybe. I know I said before, I probably like cool wouldn't speed run it, but if I had a, if I had the stipulation of, cause I feel like that would keep me entertained. Like I love, I love San Andreas. Oh, oh, my camera died. We lost the Dylan. Hey, uh, at least, like, at least it did at the end. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, probably, probably one of those two. Well, thank you for being a wonderful guest. We are going to transition over to our live question segment from chat. Anybody that's got anything for us or just want to give some feedback. But yeah, thank you again. Wonderful guest. I hope I did an okay job hosting. You did phenomenal, Gaffy. Um, what game would you pick, by the way, for that? Uh, SM64, it's free. I mean, just the it. ceiling being... Yeah. Oh, I can't pick it. That's right. Um, uh, what has longevity? What do I like enough? <laughs> I don't know. That's a that is a doozy. I want. I would want something that can maybe evolve. So maybe like Trackmania. That game seems kind of cool. Ooh, Trackmania is. Cool. I've been playing right. it recently for the first time, not on stream or anything. But mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this game's sick. And I don't yeah. typically like racing games. That's fair. It's it's a dope game though. I mean, I've mm -hmm. I've watched um like so many people like just play it casually. It's just so cool. I think racing games are honestly just a good shout in general, just because like they're generally interesting. They're easy to get into. Mm hmm. Yeah. Now tell the people where can they find what you do, Dylan? Um. So I have a couple different places you can find me on Twitter. Uh, as of recently, I'm back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You can find me at Dylan J. Fox, uh, the same one that's on screen right now, just spelled the same way if you want to follow me. Um, on YouTube, same thing, Dylan J. Fox. Um, and on, what's it called? On, oh, on YouTube as well, I have another account if you like specifically gaming content, not anime. Um, I'm doing like Pokemon related stuff. It's called Nine More Tales, spelled N-I-N-E-M-O-R-E-T-A-L-E-S. Um, to play on Nine Tales because... Nine Tails is a dope Pokemon. Um, and yeah, you can find me on Twitch at the link Gaffy's putting in there, I think. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't think there's anything else. Oh, and TikTok. Uh, I have TikTok at Dylan J. Fox if you want to watch anime shorts uh, or TikTok videos on there. So that's, I think that's it. I don't think I have anything else. Well, that is wonderful. I hope that everybody checks him out. Dylan is truly a a gift to the community so be sure to leave a follow uh sub to the youtube it's it's pretty popping pretty good you're I definitely you're aspire to be up there but Trust yeah me, once you start doing it you're gonna be past me in like a week oh uh, uh maybe i promise i, promise. I just need to you, hire an editor be... but i'm brokey <laughs> i have one for why does it keep dying now i don't know at least um, uh we get to see the jacket true um working are we good okay we're good um i would also recommend following my other other account uh gaffy taffy biggest fan uh 69420 mm -hmm, it, it's I, I actually popping well. over there way more than anything mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um 
<laughs> and thank you guys for coming out. Thank you guys for chilling. I appreciate it. I know Gaffy does too, because Gaffy's the poker one. Hey, hey. I just enjoyed doing it. So the fact that anybody uh, enjoys it, I, I'm about it.